It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 69 of the Redirect Podcast. It's Monday, June 10th, 2019. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. Joined this week by Patrick and Lauren from the Black Truck team. Hey, gang. What's going on? How's it going? Happy to be here. Do we remember this whole podcast thing? We'll get it figured out. (laughs) Just going to roll with it. Yeah, so uh, it's been a busy couple of months uh, here this spring, and we're excited to get back to uh, our regularly recording, uh, regularly scheduled recording of the Redirect podcast, Um, I guess per, per usual. The world of search is constantly changing and shifting, as we've seen uh, in in time between our last episode and now. A lot has changed yet again. Uh, we have seen the finalization of some major UI changes to Google's homepage as it relates to uh, and impacts those in the travel and tourism space. So we're going to talk about that and some of the most recent changes to another major core algorithm update that rolled out. So. Um, we'll kind of follow along, talk about what this means, who it might impact, what you should uh, be on the lookout for or run to the hills for. So um, I would say let's go ahead and kick this episode off with the elephant in the room, which is the June 2019 core algorithm update, because it is so fresh. Um, for those of you, if you haven't noticed at all, but Google pre uh, what, we, what, what should we say? Pre-announced a core algorithm update? Like a soft rollout sort of thing? Yeah, which I don't know as if in the history of search they've ever done that. Yeah. I mean, they noticed they notified us, what, they kind of made that push years ago about uh, the whole mobile first yeah. uh, deal, but and an SSL, right, secure, but this yeah. is the first time they've ever said, hey, we're going to do a we're gonna do a major core. Yeah, their, their usual is, uh, we did a thing. Not, we're going to do a thing. Correct. Right. Or even, yeah. did something change? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, I guess nobody really knew anything about it, and I think people are still left wondering. This is very, very fresh as of this recording. So uh, I think that was June 3rd, so like a week ago. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much you guys have dug into it. Of course, like first week of the month for us, truth be told, we're doing reports and, and analyzing everything from the previous month. But um, I just want to talk about maybe some of the kind of early on things. If you guys have read anything, uh, I was starting to, to dig into it a little bit more late last week, and it was still even pretty quiet up until like over the weekend and and things like that. So um, I don't know if you guys read anything on that. Well, honestly, I've, my head's been somewhere else with, with the, uh, the work and the Some of the changes that you've seen too. Yeah, yeah. so I, I haven't... Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to hear what that's all about. So I guess early reports uh, that I've that I've read um, kind of come up with it's it was a much broader update than the last uh, core update that impacted like the the YMYL type sites, so your money, your life mm-hmm. sites. So those are anything <laughs> that is related to <laughs> your money, your life, um, anything that could impact your your financial future, uh, life, career choices, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and I think that some of the major data aggregator sites like Moz and Rank Ranger and Systrix um, 
there's there's quite a few in the industry that are they're starting to see this impact and starting to feel the impact. Um, so early reports on from um, some of the information I've been looking at is is really from um, search engine land. They've really kind of been covering it to to great extent. But it sounds like um, gambling industry, uh, health, and also finance industry. So we see those interesting those industries as being hit. Like gambling, probably not in a positive way. Uh, whereas health and finance have started to shift back a little bit. So from the sounds of it, and I'll, I'll leave you at this and then we can talk about it, is that it sounds like um, the update is more of an evening of the field, if you will. So if you remember in, in March, it was the last major update, which was like medic update, um, that maybe Google went a little too far and was a little too aggressive and kind of squashing a few sites out of there. So there was a lot that happened between March and now that hurt a lot of those in the publishing industry, like major publishers getting knocked out right. of the SERPs, um, and then major players in the healthcare field getting knocked out of the SERPs. Um, so this is this maybe viewed more as a correction. So talk amongst yourselves. I think a major part of the game that Google does is um, throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks, what works, and adjusting the dials behind the scenes and finding that right sweet spot. So if they went too far in one spot and this is a self-correction, then you know Google gets a lot of flack lately, especially mm-hmm. for being um, the biggest player in the room and such a dominating factor. However, I'm not, I don't drink the Kool-Aid, but <laughs> they're the ones doing it right. Well, they're yeah. making the internet better for us. So would you say it's more like a, like a correction, like a stock market correction? Sure. Would you do you think you could relate it to that? There's yeah. obviously ebb and flow and ups and downs. If if they're the stock market and there's no public buyers, then yes. Got it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, <clears throat> with that kind of concept, it, as of right now, they don't really have a competitor to I'm sorry, Bing. They don't really have a competitor right. to right. say, you know, to really make some of those changes and either the market's going to accept it or competition's going to come up with something better. Mm-hmm. So to this point and to your credit, Patrick, that is the case, it seems like. Um, it gives them the ability to throw things against the wall and see if it sticks. And we're all kind of at the mercy until they make an update. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the push, you know, all throughout 2018, the big push and talk was machine learning, machine learning, machine learning. So, but you can't let the machine run completely like unguided to, to some degree you could, you can let it go out there, but it's got to be on a leash that you can kind of pull it back in and guide it because Mm -hmm. you can be either be unguided or guided in that. And, and you have to watch both because if you're guided, you could bias it toward one way or another. But if you're unguided, the thing can go one way or the other, too. So I think it has to be monitored. And maybe that's it, too, is that uh, you alluded to it a little bit, Pat, is the maybe they don't, for as much credit as we give them for being smart, they don't know what they don't know either. And people's search trends and interactions change daily. I mean, we know it's this is like 15 or 16% of searches every single day are brand new to them. So imagine navigating that in the billions of searches that are done every day. To do updates is kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, think about how quickly you get a result when you click that enter button and the, the depth that it has to go through that we don't know. There's speculation in industry that there's 200 plus oh, different yeah. things, but the plus could be 700, you know I mean? Agreed. It, you just don't know, and it's ever constantly changing, and there's so many variables mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I don't give them a hard time for it. 
Yeah, yeah. And they update, you know, every couple months anyways. It's just the last the last one was done in uh, in 2019, uh, March 2019, excuse me. So uh, that was the that was the last one, the name and the structure that came out for that one. I'm looking here. So sidebar, have either of you guys ever used DuckDuckGo? No. Can't say I have. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I've always been curious, but never taken the time to play on it. It's supposed to be more secure. There's less tracking, less data, less less algorithmic adjustments made. I'd be curious to run a test. Maybe any listeners out there, if they have, to do um, just for a period of like maybe a week. Mm-hmm. Every time you do a Google search, also do it on DuckDuckGo and compare the results. See what you're seeing. Be curious Absolutely. to see how uh, the two play out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think that I think that some of the updates that were done in March kind of play into some of the other things that we were going to talk about too, Pat. That mm-hmm. have been on your mind that you've run across, which is something that's impacted the. Uh, we could say the travel and tourism space as a whole, but it really probably hits more the uh, the hotel hospitality. side, of, yeah, hospitality, yeah. the hoteliers, and yeah. stuff. So, so we we play in that space with a, a few clients mm-hmm. in. in uh, um, on the paid side and the organic side. And recently we had uh, a client that we do some organic work for. Uh, so like the, the on-page, not not at, a, not at a local front, but just strictly on the yep. on-page stuff, come back and um, question some of our, our options that we did and just mm-hmm. were um, not, they were just looking to be educated on why we did the things. Yeah, they were we great. Did. They were good questions. If yeah. anything, it probably pushed us yeah. down another right layer of detail. Yeah, so mm-hmm. now we came out smarter on it too. And, and um we, we stick with the thoughts, our, the original actions on it, and, but looking down um, what was going on here, they, they were seeing steep decreases in certain sections of their website, which was based around hotels. And they had a couple of things on their own side that I'm not going to go into that caused some of that too. However, um, over on the Google side, there was a lot of different play going into space. Um, mm-hmm. So a little backstory here. Almost a year ago, Google bought a, um, a travel software company called ITA. I didn't dig into what ITA was or who they were beforehand, but mm. it was specifically to compete with the uh, likes of Kayak Orbits, Hotwire, and those type of big players. What mm. was it? When did they do that? Was that um, last year? No, about a decade ago. Oh, geez. Okay, so, yeah, sorry. They, bought, they did this 10 years ago, and they've been working slowly over time to try to, to make it into their own thing. Their first uh, foray into travel was flights, Google Flights. Yeah. We've all played on that one. And then yeah. there was uh, Google Trips came out in 2016. Um, and then um, rolling out over the last six, almost 12 months is their hotel booking site, the hotel side. Mm-hmm. They've really started making some different changes on that. So um, back in... Um, Summer last year, July of 18, Google started testing an interface, just a, just a test, some spots here and there, on an interface for hotel bookings. October, they rolled it out on uh, the desktop side as a standard. Yep. And then they just were making changes in like one of the, to full circle back to the start of the, our program here where we said that Google will quietly do something. In March of 2019, they quietly rolled out um, the... Um, mobile side of it Mm -hmm. so now basically if you're not one of the big conglomerate players like the the kayaks or the hot wires those guys 
they if you do a search for hotels in XYZ city, something mm-hmm. along those lines, you have to compete against those. And now you have to directly compete with Google. Right. So Google will dominate maps and then the bookings and have their own search engine built into that in, search engine built into their search engine for <laughs> hotels. Right. Um, and then you've, you've got to then go after or past the, the paid ads. And yep. then you've got to go past all the big box guys, um, which makes it more and more difficult for, those other players to not be in there. However, mm-hmm. what I'm seeing is if you're making your listing look more natural, you're going to get better organic click-through results. I really honestly think well, that in an effort to make these things, that in an effort for Google to make these results to become more unified, it's showing more robotic standardized listings. Yeah. Those robotic standardized listings aren't attractive to the end user. So if you can have a good, clean um, SERP result, then you're going to get better results. Well, and I think it goes back to something we've discussed over the past year and a half, if not more, which is the push into, um, you know, schema language being used. So um, structured properly for hotels and bookings and things of that nature and Mm -hmm. what you're offering. Same thing you see with events, but it's just knowing that, you know, uh, end-to-end, you know, Google is going after travel. Right. P- like, period. Travel tourism, hotels, whatever. Um, these big changes. It, it goes back to a few years ago. Um, I think it was at, it was either a search lab or MozCon. I can't remember. Pat, you might have been with us, too. Is it, the, It's kind of that statement that if it's easy or fairly straightforward for Google to disrupt, they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, they've done it with uh, careers and, and job job seekers, mm-hmm. hotels, flights, uh, you name it. It's a tool that people are getting online to use. And if Google sees a trend, something going on like this. That's right. They have failures and they have successes. You know, I think they tried it with social media platforms with Google Plus and it took them 10 years to kill that mm-hmm. because it was another failure, you know, and sometimes things are very successful like the the Google Flights. I think they've seen a lot of success with that. I've used it and it was, I found it easier to use than the Kayak. But the, the, the great thing about it, what they've done is, is they've said, uh, we don't need to make a user download another app to facilitate right. this. Mm-hmm. We're, we're basically being the aggregator. So if anything, it's probably hurt, I would say it's hurt the aggregators the most. Definitely. Um, when, when this all went down, I, I went to what is my first logical place when I want to talk to industry and ask questions is Twitter. And I got a number of really, really great responses that kind of further solidified our thinking and, and what went down. Uh, Craig Harkins, which... Craig is, I think, managing, let's see, manager of global SEO at uh, uh, IHG Hotels. Hmm. Um, so he's he's one that totally confirmed they quietly rolled it out in March on the homepage for hotels, um, and then the rest was already live. He also said that vacation packages were recently added in May as a lot of uh, Airbnb listings, vacation rental listings, and stuff oh, scrubbed from booking.com. Uh, so the packages are being shown in the Google tool. Totally. But they're coming from booking.com? That's uh, like possibly. I mean, if you if you go and do a search for, to your point, uh, yeah. so in my case, what I'm looking at on my screen right now is hotels in Las Vegas. Um, obviously, your first four listings are ads. Um, and then you, you get the, uh, the hotel 
user experience. Mm-hmm. And I think you get something similar in a mobile a mobile side too. But you get <laughs> filters based on uh, guest favorites, budget options, luxury stays, deals, um, or for tonight. So in demand, high intent. Mm-hmm. And if you do just a view 400 hotels, yeah, it totally takes you to the super in-depth travel. Um, and in there is a packages option. So it's not right on the UI of the homepage, but it's gotcha. on that next step, right. uh, next layer. Hmm. You know, And uh, I mean, they, they have the data, so um, they're going to display it. So in the end, who's, who's going to get hurt by this the most? Those big players, the, the aggregators, big, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, the aggregator for sure. And I think it's good. This yeah. actually, I, it, me, maybe, maybe, maybe I am drinking the Kool Aid. Um, <laughs> I think the little guys are the ones that could end up coming out and shining on this one if they've yeah. got their local sites set up properly mm-hmm. and they've got good SEO on page stuff. Their titles are clean. Their descriptions are clean. It's feeding gonna, data in yeah, properly. It's it's going to look more attractive to the end user mm-hmm. because. There's your half your crowd is gonna like those tools and half the crowd is gonna yeah. say I don't like these widgets yeah you know, and they're gonna look right. for the one that looks the most human well and over time they you know they Google had to build trust with the user which is why they kind of I think they rolled that mobile experience out first um, they've got to build trust in the user that hey it's you can you can book air quotes book through us when the reality is you're not booking with Google no. you're, you're they're no, just it's a they're, yeah good point it's a handoff so um i'm with you i think that the the local franchises if you will or even the majors uh the the mandalay bays of the world and stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's at the local level that's going to win out it's the trivagos trip advisors and things like that that are going to um probably lose a significant amount in the market share right Um, but it's the same thing we've seen with publishers in the news side of it too yeah so um, you know those those guys those those um, those big guys are the ones that the, the little guys were competing with anyways, and so if they're going to duke it out and they're going to have less market share, that chops things up more for totally the little person to get mm-hmm. their hands on. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So some interesting things going on, uh, and things could get you know even even more. It's always in flux. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it just happened in March, so it's still correct settling down. Yeah, in the case of when you're dealing, I think when if you are a, um, if you are in the tourism space, like a, if you are a travel, uh, gosh, I can't even think, like a travel agent, this this could hurt your business at a local level. Um, see, I think that if you're a hotel, to your point. We could argue, we could play devil's advocate that it could hurt or help you because what it does is it probably makes it a more level playing field because it's showing pricing and ratings and things like that. That's a good point. So if anything, work on your local SEO strategy too in terms of boosting the reviews, getting people to talk about it, Q&A. Like, I would think that all of that stuff is going to play into this. No, it's true. I mean, when you think about planning a trip, you're not just going to go and trust one site. You're going to do the research on like the area, mm-hmm. you know, what that might be. So, um, aggregators aside, you can still be competitive, you know, with the reviews, with creative, unique content, things of that nature. I think it can absolutely help. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think reviews are a big a big factor that goes into that, in the, at least the Google side. Um, 
that people need to pay attention to. So it'll be interesting to see what, what kind of comes out of this. The ones that probably are gonna be impacted by it the most from a site traffic perspective are those that we kind of see a bit, which is your uh, travel and tourism bureaus, your convention visitor bureaus, if you will. Um, but we understand how they make their money in terms of its taxes and fees, right? A lot mm -hmm. of those are, are organizations, governments, mm -hmm. tied type. In the end, somebody's going to book a hotel in your city. So financially, it's probably not going to impact you. Web traffic, for sure. Is yes. gonna, I mean, you're going to have a negative, mm -hmm. a, a negative uh, on, your, on your analytics. Right. And I think that there's not enough education and enough discussion around this topic yet. To, to help people navigate that. So I guess yeah, hopefully we're, we're starting you know, there's, to... There's um, another thing that, that... This isn't search-related, but it's um, technology-related mm -hmm. um, that is affecting these local players is the tax revenue that, that they get from a hotel room booking um, mm -hmm. is not coming in because of things like Airbnb. So uh, as Airbnb becomes more popular and listings for that shows up, um, the hoteliers are not getting uh, tax revenue. The city's not getting any tax revenue. Mm -hmm. So, like, CVBs aren't getting any revenue from these rooms. Um, I, I just read recently that hmm. um, entire blocks in, I think it was New Orleans, have been bought out by developers 100% to be Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. Really? So now San you've Francisco got, also. Yeah, right? so you've got a whole entire block that is, you know, chopped up houses for hotel, like, overnight stays, whatever, Mm -hmm. that those are circumnavigating all the city taxes and the revenues that go towards well, the city for that. And way. pretty soon they're going to have to deal with it, especially with these major changes. If Google's saying, at least we have sources that say they're going to be pulling that data mm -hmm. in. Because yeah. up to this point, you're not seeing, uh, at least I have not witnessed where, at least at great detail, Airbnb uh, or VRBO or HomeAway types uh, have been indexed, meaning those listings, those individual listings are indexed. Right. You go to like a category page or something. Correct. Like that yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, there's lawsuits out there. They're fighting. Airbnb is in the courts actively trying yeah. to keep themselves protected and, they're, and the cities are pushing back to try to collect mm -hmm. that revenue. Which I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame the municipality for... Agreed. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, you're going to generate revenue... The, kind of got to pay to play a little mm, bit. Right. So, um, and I think this is just going to rip the Band-Aid off of yeah. it. If, if this information yeah. starts to get, you know, if if Airbnb and VRBO stuff starts to get indexed in the same light that hotels are, meaning it's offered as an option, yeah, that's a, that's a game changer for those people as well as um, hotels yeah. and, and bed breakfasts and everything. So, yeah, it's going to get interesting. Cool. Anybody? Anything else? Closing remarks? I think that covers a lot of it, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so major changes happening. I think that the dust is we're, it's way too early uh, to know on this. In fact, probably by the time we publish it, this, maybe we'll have some more updates. Absolutely. Uh, we can touch on it in our next Yes, our next especially podcast. on the travel side. Spring break was already done, so the travel people researching travel yes. was already completed. So, you know, we're not going to see. Maybe that was strategic in Google's part when they rolled it out, you know, mm -hmm. post-spring post break travel research mm -hmm. so you know as we move into the holiday season the holiday travels yeah. so could be see some major disruptions you know real quick on um, have we seen it we I, I know we've seen it over the past year we've seen it impact um 
paid search. We've seen it impact paid search in that in that regard of um, you know again Google keeping people in Google product, mm-hmm. um, meaning you may still see some of the impression share that you you did last year, um, but the action may or may not be going down based on device right. type and search type and right. things like that. So um, you know if you are if you are in that industry, do anything related to it, and are also running paid ads. Mm. You want to be conscious of these changes too, like because this doesn't just impact your organic. Right, fair the, point. It's yeah. an omni-channel world we live in, so keep keep tabs on it. Cool, hmm. awesome, good info. We'll get back on this on a regular schedule. So uh, I, you know, from on behalf of everybody at Black Truck and producing this podcast, I appreciate everybody's patience, and uh, I'm looking forward to recording more. And um, We'll keep it coming. Thanks to our sponsors, too. Thanks for, yeah, where are those sponsors? Yeah, sponsors. <laughs> we, we need a beer sponsor. Right. Yeah, that's what we need. So, <laughs> All right, cool. Well, until, until next time, good luck. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.